Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Amen, amen. The year is already sweet, amen. It's already sweet. Amen. So, all things are ready. You just have to be ready. You have to be ready. The year is ready for you. You just have to go and take it. Hallelujah. And listen, listen carefully. This year, you will make your usual efforts, but you will get unusual results. You need to understand what I'm saying. You will make your usual moves, but this year, you will get unusual results. That means the same efforts you, you did in last year, you might do it this year, but this year you're going to see a different and a bigger response in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So take note of that. It's going to happen to you so that you know I said it, I told you. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus. I mean, some people will wonder where you were since. Their eyes will open and they will recognize you this year. Oh, that amen is not born again. I'm telling you, they're going to ask you, where have you been? Where have you been? How come we've never heard about you? How come we've never known you? God will announce you this year. There will be supernatural announcement for you this year. And listen, when God announces you, it's different. It's better than any publicist, better than any, any publication, better than any advertisement. When God announces you, you are announced. I mean, everybody will hear of you. Especially the people that matter. They will recognize you. They will hear of you in the name of Jesus. All right. So we're looking at Abraham's blessings. And why are we talking about Abraham? Um, we're looking at Abraham because Abraham was somebody that enjoyed the all things kind of blessing. Because this year, God told us all things are now ready. It's a buffet of blessing. And Abraham was one of the people that we saw in scripture that actually enjoyed all things. Genesis 24 verse 1. Genesis 24 verse 1. The Bible said that Abraham was well advanced in age and the Lord had blessed him in all things. Hallelujah. You know, in, the, in today's world, people find that hard to accept. People find it hard to accept that God can actually bless you in all things. You know, we, we, have, we have suffered so much. We have struggled so much. We find it hard to believe that everything can be smooth in our lives. It can. I mean, God is that good. Look at it here, Genesis 24 verse 1. It says, and Abraham was old. That means he had long life. And well stricken in age. Long life, like I said. And the Lord had blessed him in what? All things. Everything was working. I pray for someone here. You will enter this realm in the name of Jesus. Where there's so much peace in your life. There's so much calm in your life. Everything is working. Everything is working. Glory to God. In Isaiah 51, they also now challenge us. God now challenges us. In Isaiah 51 verse 1, it says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Say, look unto the rock where you were hewn. That's the rock you were cut from. And the hole of the pit whence you are digged. Look at what it says. Next verse. It says, um, it said, look unto who? Abraham your father. I said, look at Abraham your father. Remember, we just looked at him in Genesis 24. He said, look at Abraham your father. And unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and what? Blessed him. I called him alone and blessed him. And also what? Increased him. So they are saying, look at Abraham as an example of the kind of thing I want to do in your life. And we, so we began to look at lessons from Abraham's life. Hallelujah. 
Let's continue with it. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. So really one screen is working. I don't know why. So those of you on that side, if you can't see, open your own Bible. Genesis 12 verse 1. He said, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, get thee out of what? Thy country. And from what? Thy kindred. And from what? Father's house. Unto a land that I will show you. Next verse. He said, and I will make thee what? A great nation. And I will bless thee and make what? Thy name great. And what? Thou shall be a blessing. He said, I'm going to bless you. I'll make your name great. And you will be a blessing. Next verse. He said, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse thee. And in you, in thee, shall what? All the families of the earth. And I've always told you, until God's purpose for blessing you lines up with your purpose for wanting to be blessed, Things will always be delayed. Things will always be a struggle. The easiest way to get on your way in where you're going is to line up your own needs with God's needs. God has desires. He has plans. He has needs. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Oh, somebody saying, what, what are God's needs? I will tell you God's principal need. God has needs. So he's saying that in every request you have, there's also a request he has. In everything you need, there's something he needs. And it is a partnership between both of you that will work best. In a partnership, you kind of owe your partner. They don't have to beg you. Both of you are working together. I know somebody gets what I'm saying. You're working together to achieve the same thing. So, in everything you need, God has his own plans he wants to achieve. So, all you need to do to make it move is that you need to line up your wishes with, with, his, with, with his wishes. In fact, that's what the Bible says. If we ask anything according to his will. So, what does God, what do you want? You want to be great. God said, that's cool. He said, I will make your name great. I will make you great. I will increase you. He said, but what I need from you in that is that I need you to be a blessing. I need you to be a blessing. He said, I want all the families of the earth to be blessed. Inside this, your blessing. What is God trying to say? God is trying to say, look, I'm not just looking for people that want something. I'm looking for people that want enough of that thing that to spill over to other people. I wonder, see, do you know how many prayer requests God receives in a day? Can you even phantom the amount of requests? Imagine if God had an email box. Hallelujah. Or his DM. If God had DM. Imagine how many people will slide. Or how many times people slide into his DM per day. It will be hundreds. No, sorry. It truly has to see the biggest, this thing. Zillion. Zillion is still the highest. So it will be, eh? There's gazillion. This will allow us to rest. <laughs> Picture the amount of requests. And do you know that God can't answer any of those prayers by himself? Has it ever occurred to you that God can't answer any of the prayers by himself? If anybody pray for money, pray for husband, pray for children, there's no God can, God can't answer by himself. God will have to use people. God will have to use other people. So what God is always looking for is somebody positioned and in his, in his, both in his action and his thinking that he can both bless and use that person to be a blessing. That's always the, the, the recruitment um, um, criteria for God. Whoever wants to be blessed but also wants to be a blessing. Unfortunately, most of us just want to be blessed. In our thinking, we're never thinking about enough. You know, we're always on survival mode. And survival mode is just help me, God. Oh, God, help me. See me. I'm so, me, 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 me. 
We're on survivor mode. Even as a country, we're on survivor mode. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Survive, survive, survive. And guess what? You are surviving. That's why you can't, you know, those when I was way, way younger and I attend the financial seminar or whatever and they start teaching and they say, you cannot be financially free until you save. I'll just be laughing. I say, it's somebody that has eaten. Now they talk to. <laughs> me, I'm, I'm seeing the transport to reach where I'm going. It's not me they're talking to, to save. For you to save, you still have to first have had enough to, that something will remain. The only thing that remained on my account was, I was owing. That's what remained. <laughs> I'm owing people. So you can't, I can't save. It's not me you're talking to. Praise God. You see, when you have those kind of survival thinking, you, God doesn't to send you anything beyond that level. Because your container is just for you. So somehow you only always have enough or barely enough. And this is where many people live. The hand to mouth level, just barely. Because all your dreams are you. The day your capacity increases, the day your thinking increases from survivor mode to a bigger kind of thinking, then that kind of resource will start flowing to you. God has resources. This scarcity is never from God's end. It's always from our container. Always from our container. That's why when that woman that wanted that, 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 to multiply oil for, they told her, borrow vessels, not a few. And the Bible said, the moment the vessels finished, the oil finished. So this, this scarcity wasn't from God. God's oil can flow forever. But her container was limited. And the moment her container finished, the oil stopped. So what kind of container are you praying with? When you are thinking of prosperity, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about you having a house? Are you thinking about you just getting money enough to eat? Or are you thinking about how you can be a blessing? The moment you enter that page with God, he will start bringing a different set of ideas and opportunities to you. If you are thinking of survival, all it needs is to get some little money to you to survive. That's why that's all you'll be having, survival money. That's why you're surviving. You'll be having survival money. What you need, stop just praying for a job. Say, Lord, there are too many unemployed people. How can you use me to solve that problem for many people? You will start getting ideas that can employ more than more people than you. But if you're praying for just a job, that's just you. And some of you even go for the job and you even show in your body language and your words that you're never interested in this company, you're interested in you. Why do you want to work here? Say, I've been unemployed for three years. Help me, Dakon. They didn't open the company to help you. Somebody get what I'm saying? Because of you, where you work, that's, you, you're just waiting for end of month for them to pay you. You are not bringing real value. There's a way you bring so much value. See, life promotes you. If you are bringing value, even if the company you are in doesn't want to promote you, life itself, we have no choice but to promote you. The moment your container is big enough for something bigger beyond you, God will give it to you. Because God has billions of prayer requests. He's looking for agents that he can use to answer it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God can't answer all the prayers himself. He doesn't. He uses people. But the people must be willing. They must have the right mindset. That's how he recruited Abraham. I will bless you. I will make your name great. But you must promise me. You will be a blessing. Because that's who I'm looking for. God has many children. You have only three children. That's your dream. Lord. I just want to send this my three children abroad to school. Oh God, these are my three children. God has billions of children. Until you start thinking like that, he won't send capacity to you beyond that. He won't send money to you beyond that. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Think bigger. Increase your capacity. Don't just think about your own kids. What are the kids of other people? 
How many people's kids can you send to school? There are still a lot of people struggling with school fees around you. How many of them can you take? How many people can you adopt? Every family should be thinking about adopting people. Every. Of course, at your pace, but you must be thinking about... And adoption doesn't mean you're going to sign papers. It must, it must even be until you take them as a baby. There are some adults you should adopt. Mm. <laughs> He's 14 years old, but you can still adopt him. When I mean adult, he mustn't be legal. He can come and stay with you. He can come, he can come under your wings and you mentor him. That's what Abraham did to Lot. Lot was just somebody loafing around. Abraham took him up. And he too began to prosper. Just that he doesn't hear word. <laughs> Lot not hear word at all. But you should think about that. There are some people in your village that you could adopt. There are some people somewhere you could bring to town. And you can give them a better life without even struggling. You don't have to do anything special. Just them staying with you. Their life, their quality of life will greatly what? Improve. Just for them to stay with you. And I'm not talking about treating them like house help. Because Nigerians are specialists in that. No, you will treat them like a child in the house. Listen to what I'm saying. If you treat them like house help, they will behave like house help. House help or servants don't protect the property of the owner. It's only children that protect the property of the owner. I get what I'm saying. So if you treat them like house help, they will give you house help behavior. You treat them like sons and daughters in the house. Now, and let me warn you ahead, some of them will not appreciate it. Don't let that one be a deterrent to you. Don't let that discourage you. Like, Look, brother, I've heard people. Come, calm down. All of us have heard people that have turned against us. Calm down. I get what I'm saying. Don't let that discourage you. God has been helping people forever that didn't send him. Don't let that discourage you. That's normal. But keep putting it out there. You'll make a difference one day in somebody's life that it will matter. So think of adoption. The moment you get a bit where you are, think like God. See, the moment you start taking things on like that, God will start supplying you that kind of resource. Because he knows what you're handling for him. Are you here, somebody? So every family must... Before, before me and my wife married, it was standard. We agreed. Before we married, we said we're going to have two biological children, we're going to adopt one. That was, before we married, it was the agreement. When we now got married, you know, there was now delay in her giving birth. We said we'll adopt first and have the two after. But it was, it was agreed before we even started the relationship. Because that's one of the things you must discuss when you're getting married. How many kids are we going to have? Some people don't discuss that. <laughs> Just discuss, you, you, when I cancel some couples, you know, they've never even talked. I don't, I wonder what they're about. How oh, are your hair is nice. I love it. They're not talking real talk. Talk about real things. <laughs> Amen. If you're a lady here, you've not registered for manual conference, I'm eyeing you. What are you thinking? You need to know what to discuss. Know the, I mean, you need to be at, at ma- the manual conference. It's, it's a women's conference we do every year. I mean, I mean, sometimes women find it easy to invest on themselves rather than in themselves. <laughs> I'll say it again. Some doesn't enter. Some people don't enter. Say, mm, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> I said, some women find it easy to invest on themselves rather than what? In themselves. Mm-hmm. These are the people. This will know what I'm talking about. Because women are so much into beauty. They, they, women, women don't mind. That's why the price of hair can be going to a certain amount. People are still buying. Try it with men. The haircut is 10,000 naira. Look, so boy, take clipper, bab my hair, bab your hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Women product have no limits. Women product have no limits. Ah, bags. There are bags that are 500,000 naira. Uh, 1 million naira. And people are buying. Go and say back to man. 500, uh, those kind of high level things is only very wealthy men that buy it. But expensive bag, poor women, oh, struggling women, oh, runs guys, oh, this all everybody, everybody has. <laughs> so women find it to invest on themselves. So you can buy wig, you can buy makeup, but register for conference, just 5K, that will impact you. No. It's too expensive. You don't know that the, 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 the man you are going to deal with, men are transactional. Men don't marry out of love, they marry out of gain. These are the things I'll be teaching you that day that you don't want to come. You now go enter one chance and be shouting. Most men are happy in their marriages. Women are not happy. The women are not happy. Because women marry out of love. Men marry out of gain. The man is gaining. Because when he was married, he was looking for a hard-working woman. He knows why. Mm. Men marry for gain. They're not... <laughs> some women... You know some women... All, all some women want to bring is their sex. They're thinking, I have sex. They have deregulated that one. It's everywhere now. Some people didn't get that. It will sink next week for some people. Because all your mind, they're saying, you don't know me, I'm very good in bed. If I sleep with him, they have deregulated sex now. It's available everywhere now for free self. So if you're interested in going far, you must bring more than that to the So most men look at that before they marry. They're looking at her, can this woman add to me? Is she hardworking? Can she organize my life? Does she give me peace? He's marrying transactionally. The woman is marrying for love. I just love him. Why do you like? Why do you want to marry him? I just love him. <laughs> I love him. He's cute. You can look at the way he's looking. I don't love him. <laughs> Men marry transactionally. Women marry emotionally. I just love him. Eh? The man is saying, is she hardworking? Can she organize the family? Can she raise children? Looking for what he will gain. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't, I, can't, I can't marry a man that has no rich. And their mind, they think that gives them class. That makes you cheap. Because if money is all it takes for you to choose somebody, you are cheap. You should be looking for more important qualities. Not money. I can't marry a man that doesn't have a car. All Uber drivers have car. Mm. So don't, don't, don't that, that should not be your standard. There's a full class on standards. You should know what should be your standard. It can't be see, and there are many women like that. I can't mind a man that doesn't have, have work. I don't mind a man that doesn't live in Lekki. I don't, don't don't put those kind of standards that are financially based because there are there are mumus that have money in this country. You should be having real values. The Bible said, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is more than rubies. That means there is, you can't put financial level to her price. The moment you have a price, you are cheap. Because somebody can pay it. There's somebody that can pay it. It must be real in time. I'm already sharing many things of the things I want to teach you. So, but come for manual conference. Hmm? Not, not every time you invest on yourself. Sometimes invest in yourself. 
mm, your own mental health, your, your visioning. Women are so powerful. I wish you could know how powerful you are. I've not seen anything as powerful as women. Women can do and undo. They can shake anything. If women love you, you will go far. If women hate you, you will go nowhere. They will ground you complete. I don't even want to go into that today. Women are so powerful. But most times, they, they, because the environment somehow doesn't speak to them the right way, they always limit themselves. They second guess themselves. They limit you know, what they really can achieve. By now, Nigeria should be really pressed even for a female president by now. These men, we are tired of them. Women think faster. Women, women are even more compassionate. Men have no emotion. So there's no money. Who says so? Women, women, women care. But most times, they, they hear the wrong things and almost, most times, a lot of them, a good chunk of them waste their time and money buying wig and other things and makeup. Build yourself. You are your greatest asset. We'll share all those things. I have seven things I want to tell you that they come. Then we have master classes. Uh, Michelle McKinney, uh, Hammond from the U.S. is going to be there. Um, you know, uh, Pastor Tony Pojo Yemade is going to be there. Um, some other great speakers, coaches, Fritz Fowe and Co. You can't miss such a meeting. I'm, invite your friends. All of you register. Today is the last day they'll give you for early bread. After that, the, the price will change. What was I talking about before? Except that I made me come to. What were we talking about? Yeah? If I'm not helping you, Abraham. What happened to Abraham? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> praise God. All right, so um, so um, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham had the heart to 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 please. I mean, to, to to reach out to other people. Abraham had the heart not to bless just himself. He understood that God wanted him to be a blessing. He started from Lot, and like I said, the kind of ideas you 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 get is limited to the kind of thinking you have. If you have survival thinking, you only have survival ideas. You just wait to make money that can help you survive. But the more you start thinking about how to help more people, God will start giving you ideas and opportunities that can make you blessed enough to help people. Somebody gets what I'm saying. So it will determine the channel of blessing, the kind of, the, 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 the dimension of blessings that will come. It's determined by the kind of thinking that you have. Even as a country, we are very survivor based. Countries like America, they are not only running, looking for money for America. America is literally running the world. If you hear the amount of billions America gives a lot of countries, you'll be shocked. Billions. They give countries every year. That's why they are where they are. They are not thinking survival. Look, if you are thinking survival, you will survive. You are even surviving. But if you begin to think bigger, I want to, I want to, I want to do bigger things. I want to set up companies. I want to, I want to, I want to help people be employed. I want to, I want to pay people school fees. If you start thinking like that, God will start sending you ideas like that. You will start seeing opportunities like that. America gives billions. The president is, they are trying to preach the president in America today. Why? Because he delayed some of the aid they are giving to one country. And that's just one of the countries and one of the aids they give to in billions every year. And they are still the richest country. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Sting, the Bible said, <laughs> stinginess doesn't make you. The Bible said, um, 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 he that giveth will yet increase. He that gives it, but he that withholdeth more than is necessary, it tends to poverty. DJ, can you bring that for me? It's a Proverbs. 
Say, he that giveth yet, I yet increase it. But he that withhold it, everything is me, myself, and my, me, and my three children. Adopt people. Take them in, bless them. Send them to school. They don't have to remember you. They don't have to help you. You don't reap where you sow. You reap what you sow. So you are not blessing them for them to do it back for you. But what you, what you did for them one day, either for you or for your kids, somebody will show up for them when they need it. And it might not be school fees. It might be something else. It might be a job that they need to get. Do you understand? So you reap what you sow, not where you sow. He said, there is that scattered. You see this here? And I didn't write this scripture. Because every time, people make it look like pastors write these things. It's there. It's a principle of life before we, all of us came. He said, there is that scattered. And what? Yet increase it. That's America and that's most givers. They scatter means they, scatter means they keep giving. But, and they always keep increasing. He said, but there is that withhold it more than is necessary. But it tended to what? Poverty. Because he's thinking survivor. I don't have enough. Hey, what will I eat if I give us the... Yeah, say, see where it ends. Poverty. Don't be scared of giving. Don't be scared of, of letting God use you. Don't be scared of it. And that's what, that's what Abraham did. Abraham, they, they captured Lot. Like I told you, Abraham adopted Lot. Lot was just one um, young man roaming around, not doing anything much in his life. God has spoken to Abraham, go to a forest, go to a land, I'll show you, I'll bless you. And God, Abraham said, you know what? I can't leave my nephew here. He's just wallowing here. He took Lot with him. Lot became blessed. Then later, Lot left him. Because like I said, he doesn't hear a word. I can't go to the whole story. So they captured Lot somewhere. Abraham now carried 318 servants of his own house. That means he used his resources. And this is why God wants you blessed. God wants you blessed so that I can use your resources to rescue other people. He used his own resources to go and rescue the lot that doesn't hear what. 318 servants. Are you here, somebody? God wants you to use your resources. It's a picture of salvation. There are many people that need to be rescued. They need to become born again. Some are already born again, but they still need, need to be reached. They need to learn more about the things of God. They need to be reached. So God wants us to use our resources to finance kingdom advancement. And the moment your dream lines up with God's dream, because God's dream is kingdom advancement. The day your dream lines up with God's dream, then God has no issue passing the money through you. And some will also be yours. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Robbie, uh, hope that's not what's up you're doing. You're taking notes, I mean. What's your best food? Everything. I can't use you as an example. I need you to be a human being. <laughs> beans and plantain, you're my guy. I love beans and plantain. Yeah. So, imagine that... Um, I'm a king. I'm a very rich guy. I want to eat beans and dodo. And they sell it at Lekki Toget. But I, I, I can't go. Maybe I'm at work. Or I'm busy. I can't go. I have a Benz in my house. But I can't go. Then Demola 2 comes to my house. He maybe stays in my BQ. He comes and says, hey, your guy, man, I, I want to go buy beans and dodo. But I don't get transport. And I ask him, where did he buy them? He says, Toget. And that's where I want to buy. He doesn't need to beg me for transport money. He's going there. Benefits my own purpose. He has no business begging for transfer money. He, he, I will make sure he is able to go there. When he goes there, he will buy for himself. He will enjoy. In fact, if I'm very rich, I will even give him money for his own. So his dreams will be fulfilled. My dreams will be fulfilled. When you line up with God, we don't have to beg him to do things. You don't have to beg him to do things. So start changing your prayer request. Why do you want to marry? Change it. Change the why. Still keep the purpose, marriage. You want to marry, keep the goal, marriage. But change the why. Why do you want a better job? 
so that I can buy a new car. <clears throat> Tied to something bigger that is also in God's heart. I can finance the gospel. I can adopt more people. I can pay more people's school fees. I can help people. And you're not just saying that scam. You're saying it because you're not, you don't have a better understanding. You know, Nigerians, we can do anything. We like express road. Anything express, we just turn around. It's not just. It's not just. God is too wise. You can't deceive him. Do you understand, guys? You can't scam God. Say, God, say, more just scam you. God, how, how, we, how to help people? <laughs> he sees your heart, so you can't deceive him. Even marriage, you're not just marrying for you to have somebody to hug you during Hamatan. The Bible says in Malachi that why did I bring two together? He said, I brought them together so they can raise a godly seed. Is there his own agenda is inside that marriage? Look at it here. He said, And did not he make two of you to become one? That's what he said. Yet had he the residue of the spirit. Why wherefore one? Why did he make two of you one? That he might seek what? A godly seed. He said, So that, therefore take heed to your spirit and 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 let not let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. He said, Why did I bring two of you together? I want to raise a godly seed. Because God knows. It's easier to raise a godly seed when it's two godly parents together. So, Mrs. Wife and Mr. Husband, if your spouse is giving you issues, your prayer should not be, Oh God, this man is always going about carrying women. Blind his eyes, oh God. So that he won't see another woman. Selfish prayer. God is not looking for how to kill his children. <laughs> So God is not going to blind him just because you don't want him to see other girls. However, you can be praying that, Lord, Lord, um, I want this man to know God because I, I want my children to have a godly father. I want him to set a godly example for them. You see, you are lining up now your prayer with what God originally wants. God said, let's talk now. I'm hearing you. Because the Bible says, if you ask anything according to his will, did you bring it up? Say, he hears you. Look at this. See, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask what? Anything According to what? His own will. What happens? He hears us. So the moment he starts hey God, this is why I want this man to know you, is that these children here, I want them to have a godly father. A man that will teach them to pray. A man that will show them the example of, of faithfulness in marriage. Ah, God is saying, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you, be talking. Now you're talking. Not, oh God, pray This lucky girl want to kill him for me. Pray him, oh God. That's selfish prayer. God is not interested in that. As he's going to see the girl, let him have accident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you will hear all kinds of prayer. But it's selfish prayer. God is not interested in that. That's your own agenda. It's not his own agenda. Are you here, somebody? And the last thing before I start closing. Abraham. Bible said, after Abraham went to rescue Lot, he came back with a lot of treasure, a lot of wealth. And the Bible said, the first thing that he did is that he paid tithes of all. Did you bring it? Yes. He said, he said, the first thing that he did is that he paid tithes of all. Look at it. He says, and blessed be the most high God, which had delivered thy enemies into thy hands. He said, and Abraham, that's he there, gave him what? Tithes of all. And why is your tithe important? Because it's one of the things that also helps to advance the kingdom. You need to understand, this world needs rescue. The same way Abraham rescued Lot, this world needs rescue. Ah. Do you, does anybody here watch CNN at all? Do you watch CNN at all? CNN is my book of Bible stories. <laughs> the accuracy of the prophecies in the Bible is just coming to pass one by one by one in broad daylight. But many people are not sensitive to it, so they don't see it. Some of you are thinking when the world wants to end, you are thinking that it will... <laughs> you are thinking... Yeah, no, all the signs are present now. 
It's going to happen like, he said, it's going to come like a thief in the night. We are not going to be expecting it. One of these months, we'll do a whole month series to show you the accuracy of each prophecy. I'll give you one or two. One of them. They were said that in that last days, when the Antichrist will come, that they will say, if you, if you don't take the mark 666, you won't be able to buy or sell. Please, you need to understand, when they wrote that scripture, it made absolutely no sense. Not little sense. Absolutely what? No sense. That time, people were not even, not everybody, not everybody was even using money. Some people were still using cowrie. They were still using different things to trade. It made no sense. Then that time, there was even no phone. There was even no book. It was scroll they were using. That time, if you wanted to go from Israel to Ethiopia or to wherever, you would ride a horse and use a chariot. It would take you weeks, years, months to make one trip. There was no way they were going to be able to monitor everybody buying and selling that time. Nobody had a glimpse of a chance, of a possibility that you can monitor everybody. But as of today, we all have BVN. All our accounts are linked. The whole world, not just Nigeria. In fact, if you have, just if you travel a lot or live abroad, abroad, you don't even, I mean, it's rare to see cash. Because almost everything you can do, even now, you don't even need to type pin or if you touch your phone on some of their stuff, your money has gone. Totally cashless. We are all now electronic. Somebody can be an ab- abroad and totally see your whole life and hack you completely. In fact, they're hacking whole countries. So is this your one phone that your pin is 2266 that they won't hack? <laughs> I've got somebody's pin. Go and change your pin. <laughs> I said, go and change your pin now. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? They're hacking whole countries. They're hacking America as a country. It's you that they have not hacked. So right now, if you cough in your house, they can know that. Why did you cough two times? Somebody can call my brother and say, you cough two times. So now, they can literally shut down anybody buying and selling. Without the mark. The time they said it, there was no landline. How much more mobile phone? How much more internet? The countries that will start forming the issues have already started having partnerships. So Russia and China are very close friends. So they call themselves best friends, the presidents. Say they are best friends. And those countries don't hear word. They are not interested in your world peace. Those two countries are having presidents that will be like presidents for life. Now, we don't need to send a troop of soldiers to come and clear a country. You can be sitting in your house drinking tea. And clear West Africa. That's why I'm saying. Are we ready to clear West Africa now? <laughs> yes, we are. And they're drinking tea. Drinking tea. And they say there's no more West Africa. They will just reshape the map of the world. Remove West Africa. Wow. So this, if this world wants to finish now, we don't need people um, um, playing. Bringing soldiers. The whole world. If five countries press a button. Wherever they are, this whole world will finish. It will be only 10 people remaining. <laughs> this whole world. You see, when Noah was warning people that rain was coming, it, it seemed normal. 
It wasn't, see, don't think that, don't think that when it was going to end, is there going to be fear? No, no, it's going to, we're going to look like everyday people. Because we would have been so accustomed or acclimatized to the things, we won't even notice them again. But the Bible says in the last days there will be wars and rumors of wars. Is that not every day? You do watch CNN now? I'm saying, do watch CNN. They, they didn't even announce it again. You just read the thing scrolling. Because it's so common now. Nobody's going to be telling you that they're fighting in, you're not going to announce that one in Afghanistan. Afghanistan is fighting. No, they're not going to put that in news. They're, they're, it's scrolling. It's minor news. Is minor news now. There will be wars and rumors of wars. That means stories of wars. A lot of the prophets, I don't have time to show you all of them. So, so why do we need to tithe? For instance, it's part of things that helps kingdom advancement because people still need rescue. When Noah was running them and rain was falling, people were still getting married and having children and doing party. It looked like a normal thing. It was telling rain before. They say, ah, which one be rain? Because rain had never fallen then. Nothing like rain. So they said it was rain. He said something that looks like dew to come from heaven. I should not be coming. They say, my brother, Noah, Noah, Noah. Have you started smoking again? Because he was talking rubbish. He was talking rubbish. He was talking rubbish. Then gradually, the rain, and he built that ark for years. So he was warning them for years. Gradually, he started drizzling. They said, ah, this thing, it looks like what you know I talk about. The guy, maybe he go rain. They said, ah, he done the rain. He done really the rain. He, he, where Noah? Where on the It had, it had, the whole earth was flooded. The whole earth was flooded. The whole earth was flooded. Like joke, like joke. They didn't take it seriously. There was no scare, but just that warning. No special, God is not going to do any special announcement more than this one is doing. The prophecies are all laid out. So Abraham brought his tithe. And the tithe is significant. There are blessings that come to you for tithing. Then there are blessings on God's end. Like I told you, it, when, when your will and his will lines up, it moves fast. Unfortunately, today is not about tithing. But I will just share with you some of the benefits of the tithe. To the advancement of the cost. Okay, I don't have time to share with you the benefits to you. There are benefits that come to you for tithing. And um, you need to understand that the, in, in the, the Old Testament is largely a shadow or like, like they try to say, a description, a physical description of the spiritual revelation of what the New Testament is, okay? So a lot of things that they did it physically for you to understand it spiritually later. So tithing, like you can see, started with Abraham, or that's the first guy we saw that tithing. He was not under the law at all. So people telling you that tithing is Old Testament, they're talking rubbish because Abraham was not under the law in any shape or form, okay? Abraham was like a New Testament guy. So let's move forward. So three things happen to the tithe. Number one, there are three kind of tithes Moses um, that detected under Moses. And those things were descriptions of the meaning or the purpose of tithe. Number one was the first tithe was what they used to sustain the priest and the priesthood. There were 12 tribes of Israel. One of the tribes were the Levites. And God said when they were sharing land, they shouldn't share to them. Because he wanted them to serve strictly in his house. Their portion was God's portion. That was it. God said, I don't want you to go and walk like other people. Serve. Serve my people. And whatever the tithe is will sustain you. So I've heard people say, oh, why, why, why do we have pastors that don't do any other job? Some pastors do because they are gifted. So um, some do. Some don't. But the baseline is this. In God's mind, if all things were equal, he would prefer that the priesthood stays with serving in his house alone. 
Why is that so? Very simple. All of us are God's children. All of you are God's children. Let me say it that way. The person that takes care of your children, what is he called? Is your nanny, Abby? Mostly. Who has young children? Okay. How old is your daughter? Two. Good. What's her name? Isabel. Good. So, and um, where's your office? Ikoi. Um, does Sammy still have his office in phase one? Or his shift? Okay, so, she works in Ikoi. Her husband works phase one. Um, Isabel is at home with the nanny. Let's assume. So, by 12, you call your nanny. Say, has Isabel eating? Is Isabel there? Let me get her. Take it, take it easy. Has she eating? And your nanny say, Madam, I don't know whether you don't talk because I didn't see MS. Uh, my side hustle. I just make a... I can quickly go do my side also. If Amaka would like her nanny to give Isabel full attention, you know their children have died because nanny removed his eyes for her eyes for ten minutes. Some of you might not hear these stories. The child will go pick up poison, soap, whatever, and drink it. Nanny remove eyes 10 minutes. Some, the child will crawl into a swimming pool. Nanny remove eyes for 10 minutes. If human beings, one human being, Amaka, can want her own nanny to give Isabel 24 hours maximum attention. So why are you despising God's children? Why do you think God's children don't deserve to give, be given full attention? Because you don't think pastors work. See, most, most pastors that are successful are intelligent people. They could have succeeded at anything. There are, no, there are some magicians. This one's not even pastors. Just because somebody wears a suit and have hall doesn't mean he's a pastor, okay? So, but I'm talking about the intelligent ones now that are really. Uh, people like Pastor Deboy has a PhD in mathematics. So it's not a dunce. To even pass mathematics at secondary school level, you must have sense. <laughs> you must have sense. Abi, am I correct? Abi, it's not the same math. I hated math in my life. Then when I enter high, they say it's further math. I say, we have not even finished one. You want to go further? I'm not going further. I say here. For that math, then you know, imagine somebody doing PhD, doing masters, then doing PhD in mathematics. You will just be solving problems that don't even exist. <laughs> so it can't be a dose. So we could have done. Now, but he could do other things. Just the issue is that he would not give attention. I'm in traffic with you for till ten o'clock, for instance. You now call me. The pastor, <laughs> my child is sick. I say, my brother, I, I'm just. Get, I'm, I've never seen my own children. I'm just reaching home. There's traffic. I'm going on in lucky traffic with me. I was seeing you in the other bus. You see, when you think like that, you're despising God's children. You just think they don't need attention. God would rather have his priest focus on his kids because that's the most important thing to him on this earth. They are his kids. Just like the way some of your kids are very important to you. Somebody getting what I'm saying? So it takes care of all those that serve full time in churches. That's part of what the tithe does. Covers everything. Um, all the, the pastors that are, most of our pastors are not full-time. All of them work, but the ones that are full-time, they are, they are being paid. They are being paid. Means, uh, Chike doesn't eat the book of Matthew. They eat real food. I don't eat Genesis. Because <laughs> I was a good thing, that old man of God is eating the word of God. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, no. That beans and plantain this guy talked about. That's what I eat. That's what I eat. Mm, that's what, I don't eat Habakkuk. <laughs> because it sounds like cook. How about didn't cook anything? Now we cook them. Praise God. 
Some of the guys that play musical instruments for us, because that is their full-time job, they are paid. Because all the while, how many of you enjoyed the worship today? Enjoyed the singles day? You enjoyed that? If that guy had to go to a nine-to-five, he won't have time to rehearse. It would be unfair for him to go all day, then see if he has all day again. So we have to tell him, hey, look, you know, first face this thing because ministering to God's children is important to God. Somebody get what I'm saying? Guess what? Nathaniel Bassi is coming up a week. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, Nathaniel Bassi doesn't eat that trumpet. It's not what he's eating. Mm. Have you blown trumpet before? If you're Beleno fool. You could not fall, die. Uh, it's not trumpet, is it? He has a full band of singers. Sometimes they take time to pray, rehearse, prepare, just to minister to you. That's their work. If, if they are stuck in traffic with you, they won't minister to you. They will go and sleep. They have a full band. Sometimes they need to travel. The airline will carry them for free. Because they are ministers of God. No, we pay. So everybody that serves in the priesthood, First, first purpose of tithe. Second purpose of tithe. Mentioned under Moses, for instance. I'm just giving the pictorial examples. Second thing God said about the tithe is that when you bring the tithe, he said, those days tithe was in yam, full stuff. He said, when, when, because the place are taken to is far, they couldn't carry the yam and everything all the distance. He said, you know what? Sell it where you are. Collect the money. When you get to the temple, buy food there and eat. So some people turned it to mean, oh, when we come to church, we buy, bring some bread and be eating. That's not what they mean. They're talking, that was a pictorial um, idea of it. What they meant is this. Bring in the tithes to the house. It will be used to feed you. That's what they mean. It will be used to feed you. How do we do that today? How do we do that today? This speaker, this microphone, they are not for me. I can hear myself. Guess who they are for? For you. You are the one that can't hear me. Those of you that have kids and take them to children's church, they give them rabbina and biscuits. It's not the rabbina company that supplied it. It's your tithe. You, it's your tithe. If the AC is blowing you, the reason why this place is not incredibly hot is because they, are, they have ACs. That AC is your tight. It's you, it's blowing. It's feeding you, it's taking care of you. You saw policemen out there, Abby? Or you don't see the Mopo out there? He's not a member of the church. <laughs> he didn't come for service. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he's your tight. Every time he passes, greet him, he's your tight. You saw all the guests that came for getting momentum, have you? Did you enjoy it? That's your time. Because they have to pay some of them tickets to fly in. They have to put them in hotels. They have to take care of them. It's your time. Somebody gets what I'm saying. This chair you're sitting on, that's why you're not standing in the service. It's your time. So, the second thing the tithe does, it takes care of God's children in the house. And the third thing the tithe does is that it takes care of the poor. So, they said, one of the things you should do your tithe is give to the poor. Now, this doesn't mean you can just go and be given any poor you meet. That is not your tithe. That's charity. That's different. The tithe, they're talking about the one that comes from God's house. Say, bring it to my house. Let there be meat in my house. So, there's one that comes from God's house. So, every good church usually has a channel where they take care of some people's expenses in the church. So, those are threefold things under Moses that they mentioned that the tithe was for. Hallelujah. So, but like the key one I was talking about that I'm majoring on today is kingdom advancement. The kingdom still needs preaching, still needs preachers. Hallelujah. Still needs preachers. 
it looks like it's not important. We, we pay so much to teach our children engineering. And engineering is great, actually. But trust me, I've seen engineers that their marriage has broken down. Their soul is broken down. They are under, they are caught up in addiction and things like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we still need teachers of the word. We still need people that will teach them spiritual things. Solely. Hallelujah. When your teacher is not focused on teaching. Have you had lecturer that is a hustler before? Don't you have those lecturers? That you know that do many jobs. Do they come all the day for their lecture? Do they teach you well? That's what happens. Because he's trying to hustle. He's trying to hustle. So you say, oh boy, have you put down your assignment? Oh yeah, do it, do it, assignment, submit the assignment. They are, buy, buy handouts. That's it. He's, he has three le- schools he's lecturing. It's never going to give attention. Kingdom advancement. I laugh when people say, oh, why do, why do churches need jets? What a shame. And like I said, I, I understand if unbelievers are worried about that. They, they don't understand, so I forgive them. But it pains when Christians say those things. That means you don't understand. A jet is not a luxury item. How do you look at a jet and think people buy it for posing? Are you serious? Is it a phone? As in you buy jet to pose. For who? Jet? Do they pack it in the back of the house? Do you know how much it takes to pack jets? Every single hour, minute is there. At the airport, you are paying. To take it away, to fly, you are paying. To come back. When you land in a country, because you might land at any time you want to land, they will have immigration just for you. To receive you. To stamp you in. You think all this is free? Nobody can buy a jet for posing. Even if you try it, you go advise yourself. Some people think to buy jets as you are going on the way, you just fill in Tota. I can just fill my tank for Tota. <laughs> jet is aviation fuel. They don't just fill it on the road where you are going. And it's not driver that drives jet, it's pilot. It means you pay him, whether you're flying or not. And pilot doesn't earn minimum wage. And the crazy thing is that there are a lot of young boys today in entertainment, music, comedy, different things that fly jets. And nobody's worried. But we, we, we belittle the kingdom agenda so small that we don't feel they need jets. But musicians can need jets. I said, seriously, right now? If those small boys can fly jet, and I have no issue with them flying jet, anybody can do anything they like. My own is that if they can fly jet, and there's no kingdom agenda in that, it's just music. Ah, they're much more. We that are rescuing souls, we should fly jet. Should. Our message has more urgency. Has more urgency. I was telling somebody about my schedule uh, in February. Some, in, end of January. End of January on the 20th, I can't remember when. I'll be preaching in Benin. So, from Benin, I'm supposed to go straight to preach also in Portacot. But there's no flight from Benin to Portacot. So, I have to come back to Lagos to enter plane to go to Portacot. Then, from Portacot, I'm supposed to preach in Calabar. I said, Is there a plane from Portacot to Calabar? They said, No. So, I'm going to come back to Lagos to go and preach in Calabar. I'm going to just come to Lagos to do the roundabout. And all these meetings are, all these meetings are back to back. Now, I, I, I'm not saying I need a jet. I don't need a jet. But I'm saying, if my own small schedule, okay, but if I have a jet, I'll collect it. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> but, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. So don't get me wrong. So, you know, but I'm saying, see all the while I'm having to do with my, with my wife and the team to do, 
just because, you know, there's no direct transport. So imagine if this is my own small schedule is like that. Imagine some people that, that are, people like Pastor Deboe, people like Bishop, that, that have thousands, tens of thousands of churches. Imagine their own schedule. In May, I'm going to preach in Canada. From Canada, I'll land straight, and the next day, I'll go to uh, Portacot. From Portacot, I'll fly straight. I won't come home. I'll fly straight to Abuja. From Abuja, I'll fly straight to Ilori. That's by this small meal with this small church. See my schedule. So imagine those really big ministers. And their schedule. So somebody's very dabber. So a singer that is smoking their hemp can fly jets. But a minister of the gospel that has been in the gospel for 40, 50, 60 years preaching. Both time they need to trek. Time they need to enter bike. Now that the, the work is big, he can't fly jets. No, he shouldn't. He should keep trekking. Because he can use the money for the jet to help the poor. Anytime you think that thing or say it, eh, please remember who you are copying it from. Because many people don't know who they are quoting. Anytime you say, let's tell it and get to the poor. Do you know who said, do you know the first, do you know the leader of that, your gang? Because after Malians, that's the second largest gang. Malians, this sell it and give to the poor is the second largest gang in Nigeria. The next time you think or say, let's say something and give to the poor, you need to know who said it. You are a, if they are, if we call those ones, what do you call these ones? Judans. It is Judas. It's Judas that started the gang you want to join. Judas is your boss. Since they born you, have you met another human being called Judas? Everybody, the door jam. The next time it crosses your mind that can't be silent and get to the point, you need to know who your guy is, who your mentor is, who your father is. You need to know. There's one person that said that. His name is Judas. And they made it clear that he never said it because he loved people. He said it because he was jealous that they spent something expensive on Jesus and that he wanted to see how he can eat the money. It's greed that foils it. It's not, it's not sound advice. Because Jesus Christ said, you will always have the poor. That must never stop the kingdom advancement. There will always be poor people. And we'll always keep reaching poor people. But let the kingdom still move. There's a man of God called Kenneth Copeland, and I'm closing now. There's a man of God called Kenneth Copeland. He has been flying jets. Their ministry have, have had a jet for more than 30, 40 years. They've always had a jet. And one day, God told him, enter your plane the private jet, and go to Israel and minister to one woman. There's one woman I need to go and pray for and talk to and preach to. Ah. <laughs> Can the couple say, oh Lord, uh, you don't understand. The financial implication to travel from America to Israel on a private jet, taking off landing, pilot, everything, just to talk to one woman that is not economically, it doesn't make sense. God said, if it was your child, will you go? He said, yes. God said, this is my child. You know, God doesn't count cost the way we count cost. If your child is sick in the hospital now, you will tell them, spend anything you need to spend. Let him get well. But when it comes to God's children, say, let's sell it and give to the poor. God too doesn't spare expense for his children. Are you here, somebody? So, the argument, basically, is that you need GL money this year. That's what you need. Mm. If you don't know what GL money is, it means it means gaining momentum. So, I'm not going to tell you. So, all the arguments because you've not been blessed enough. 
When you are blessed enough, people that are blessed, they are happy to bless other people. They don't problem. Have you tried entering the front of a car of a, a expensive car? You say, come in. People are dragging lane. You're driving Bentley. You want to enter? Say, oh, you too want to enter? But who is the person that is dragging with bus? Say, no, nobody enters. Look at their car. When you have some kind of car, people are entering for you. enter. Yes, it's blue. You are not in a hurry to come down from your car anyway. God will bless you this year. As you start to line up your wishes, your dreams, your desires with God's own, I decree that bigger ideas will come. Bigger opportunities will come. You will begin to do bigger things than you've ever done. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you that this year your steps will be ordered of God. You will make the right moves. You will go to the right places. You will be inspired the right way. Your capacity will increase. God will help you to change your thinking. In the name of Jesus. You will live survivor mode. You will start to think about how to bless other people. God, you will think of how God will use you to bless other people. God will help you to adopt people. God will help you to pay people's school fees. God will help you handle people's medical bills. With ease in the name of Jesus. You will be a faithful tither. Because you would never see the need to take out of God's 10% because your 90% will be enough to sustain you. I decree that as you honor God in your obedience, he too will honor you with his harvest in the name of Jesus. And he will not just bless you financially. Every area you are shedding tears, every area you are struggling, every area you are anxious, every area you are scared about, I pray today that God will give you peace. I say God will give you peace. God will give you comfort in that area. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed on every side. Where you can fight for yourself. God will fight for you. Where you can't speak for yourself. God will speak for you. I pray today. That God will make room for you. There is a unique door. A special door that is about to open for someone here. I decree it will happen speedily in the name of Jesus. It will be bigger than you have ever imagined. I decree it is so for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 80 777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center Home of Victorious People